also like I might have to stretch a lot because Thursday the the kickboxing gym that I went to they did like this challenge where it was basically how many reps in total from the nine rounds can you do oh no and then I came in on Friday oh that was that was my dog (laughs) sniffing a corner I don't know why but I came in on Friday after the challenge and they were like where were you yesterday we're gonna make you do it so uh oh where were you yesterday on on Thursday I was working oh okay yeah so I didn't (laughs) I didn't go and then on Friday I went and they made me do it and now I can't really lift my arms because they're so sore. Oh. Everything is sore. Yeah. Same, because I went to the gym yesterday and like, you know how I got surgery on my shoulder. Yeah. So like she's trying to get me to work that part out more. And it, okay. Because I can. And then it's just, yeah, it's just sore. She's but, like, it's tight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have to um, Loose, massage it. Like, massage it? it. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. that, probably because you've had the surgery there, you're not using it as much, right? Because mm-hmm. you're worried about it. Yeah, and I'm also working, like, did I'm doing, like, little weights. Okay. Bent before, instead of bigger weights that, that she's doing now. So it's just tight. I guess it's just gotten tight. And I have to, yeah. Kind of. This week's topic? Kind of. Kind of. Realizing that we're... We're not young. We're not a child anymore. We're we're getting to that part point in time where we're, you know, we're just, uh, like we're not. I don't know. Like we're trans, like transitioning. I mean, we're past that. But I mean, we're not. Like I don't know. I don't know. Well, I think most people would agree that twenties, especially early to mid twenties, is kind of an odd time because you you look yeah. at your age and you're like, I'm for sure not a child. Yeah. Right. You know, you feel that way when you're a teenager because you think you know everything as a teenager. Yeah. But when you look at your age, it's like, yeah, 16. 16 still young. Yeah. But you look at someone like I recently turned 27. You look at that age. like That's that's an adult age. Yeah. Like when I turned 25, I was like, that's an adult age. <laughs> <You're-> <laughs> Holy shit. Seriously. And then, yeah. And then at the time when you're 16, you feel like you know everything. You feel like yeah. you're an adult and everything. And then afterwards, when you look back at when you're this age, 24 for me, and you look back at 16, you're like, wow, that's so young. And then even when you look at the 16-year-old, the you're like, what the heck? Like, they look like they're 12. <laughs> like, they look well, I so still young. look like I'm 12. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but I feel like we're, we're a couple minutes in, but I haven't introduced you yet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Some of you might recognize this voice. She was on a episode with me a little while back, my good friend Chantel. Hi guys. <laughs> yeah, she's back. Now we're we're not in a coffee shop. We're actually in my house. Well, my parents' house. Saying my house, especially at this age, I have not bought a house. <laughs> and you might hear some whining and shuffling, and that's because my dog is a huge attention whore. And uh, she literally, I'm ta- I'm staring at Chantel, but I'm like massaging my dog's head as I'm staring at her. So yep. let me see. Actually, let me see if I can get her to talk. Mina, Mina, Q, Q, Q. <laughs> the Bitch. time when she doesn't, want, she doesn't right? talk. Right, right. Oh, now she's bugging Uh-oh. Chantel. Uh oh. Yeah. Uh oh. She's the most attention mongering dog you have ever seen. Yeah. Yeah, I've never experienced <laughs> this before. <laughs> like the initial, you know, cuddle. I mean, the initial yeah. wanting to be loved by the person that's 
just arrived, but like afterwards. Oh no, <laughs> she still a lot. Yeah, she's she's a big baby. <clears throat> I don't know. In in dog years, she's actually older than me. Really? Because it's time seven is the approximation. So yeah. So she's turning six this year. Oh. Okay. So yeah, she's technically biologically in her 40s mm-hmm. mentally <laughs> too <laughs> yeah but also like same <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you know it, it it's kind of funny i say that because i feel really imma- not immature like i mean okay I'll, i make a lot of dirty jokes <laughs> i make a lot of immature jokes but <laughs> me too in my head i tried to like not say it out loud right. <laughs> inside whenever I hear it no I, I say it out loud when you hang around Dylan enough and a lot of my friends were boys or like-minded girls who are like fuck it like let's just you know whatever make dick jokes all yeah, the time good. but I don't feel like a grown-up mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I also feel old as like <laughs> do you want to talk about the card you and Dylan got me for my 27th birthday <laughs> You should post that on on your on the on Instagram. I'm going to. Okay. So yeah, so we were in the card the card shop the card shop. What are we talking like about? Hallmark? No, it was, <laughs> it was like Hallmark? No, it wasn't Hallmark. It was um, the dollar store. Okay. And uh, there's all these different cards. We're like, what do we get? Like Shelly, we don't want to. Like, we were thinking about the friendship cards, but I'm like, mm, it's very sentimental. And then Dylan was like, oh my god, why don't we just get her an age like a, like when we saw a hundred, we saw hundred, <laughs> and we're like, oh my gosh, no, it's too young. We have to get what was it? Not was it ninety? What did we get you? I think you got me a hundred. Got you a hundred. Okay, I think we wanted 90, I think, yeah. but we couldn't find a 90. So we're like, okay, fine, we have to settle for 100. <laughs> <laughs> Which even when I was working at my previous workplace that I, with Dylan on this mm-hmm. podcast, my boss at the time was like, kind of almost, well, she was definitely making fun of me because she was awful, but she was kind of saying like, oh, you're young. Like, why are you at home on a Friday night? Like, why aren't you going out? And I'm like, I, I don't really do that, but when you think, oh, staying out late, you're like, oh, at a club, at a bar. Yeah. No, I'm at a, like a board game cafe <laughs> yeah, for yeah. my birthday or just at a bubble tea place. Yeah. I was at Dylan's house until I feel so bad. <laughs> I was at his, we were, we were recording uh-huh. and then you know how it is. You just keep chatting. Yeah. Like even after I put everything away and yeah. I'm standing at the door about to leave. But then we start chatting and I think I was there until almost one and he still had work the next day. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but we just couldn't shut up. Yeah, it usually happens. Yeah. But when you say like, oh, I came home at 3 a.m. It's like, oh, you're out partying. No, that, yeah. that's not what I did. Yeah. And then my grandma too, when I come, when I came home that, that time when we went out to see yeah. some lattes, um, she's like, why are you out so late? I'm like, honestly, grandma, it was literally okay. <laughs> like, like I was safe. Don't worry. <laughs> you're in, you're in good hands. Yeah. 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 So she thought I was like probably going out like yeah. somewhere weird in the middle of the night. Like, but I'm no. sure, I don't know, maybe your, your grandma might remember back in her youth when she would stay out late. Yeah, she's, I don't, like, I don't even know if she did. Like, I would say she did, but she's very, they just don't like, fucking know. She's like, bar, <laughs> she's like, you shouldn't be at a bar, like, uh, you shouldn't be at a club, like, those places are not for you, like, in terms of, I guess, meeting people or the type of people that go yeah. there, she thinks that they're all, like, sketchy. Yeah, that's, that's the same you. with my, Oh, yeah, like, 
when for your birthday, Mm -hmm. it was to a club. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think as far as clubs go, though, like that's the. Okay, I haven't gone to many. It was between that club or ones in Oshawa, so you can tell which one's less sketchy. Mm-hmm. But the club that we went to for yeah. your birthday was like, it was nice. It was nice. It was. Yeah, that's why I like that one. It wasn't so classy that it was obnoxious, mm-hmm. but it was, it, it just wasn't an easy place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, it's hard to find those. So that's why I always like go to the same <laughs> one because I'm like, I don't want to bet my money on somewhere else where it's very like, where it's not, you know, so I, I mean, there were, there were a lot of people making out. <laughs> and maybe getting on to other things but yeah i mean it comes with the territory i guess yeah booze scantily clad girls yeah i mean i was one of those so. <laughs> to be honest you weren't that scantily clad though no i was i had the short dress and the <laughs> the knee high boots that was i mean like that wasn't that I mean, I had a huge ass boob window and no back for that top that I wore on my birthday. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. <laughs> Which is funny because we ended up doing the nerdiest <laughs> thing. Yeah. For me, because, yeah, when the person I was seeing, he, mm-hmm. we decided the best fun thing was to go to Science Center. <laughs> we went to the Science Center. Oh, my and God. We went to the IMAX theater. We're like, you know what? Like, let's go to an IMAX like movie so like we're like okay well while we're there you might as well go to the science center so we just had the day that was like the best thing ever to be honest i haven't been there in so long and it was like well, they still had the same thing yeah we when we were younger and it was amazing it's funny because i remember it was so big what oh, trips yeah. the science center ontario science center it's exactly how it sounds it's meant for school trips mostly they have exhibits to kind of talk about different sciencey stuff mm-hmm. which i guess we both have our bachelors mm-hmm. and we both work in a lab now so when you see this stuff I know most of this but it was still fun last time actually was only a couple years ago but they were having a Mythbusters exhibit Ooh. me and Carol wanted to see that it was definitely weird because there were definitely more children than there were adults <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> and then it's like what are we yeah. <laughs> doing here <laughs> It felt out of place, but I don't know. It was still fun. And then there was this one new exhibit he wanted to go to. It was the the world, and it was like it was on a projection screen sort of thing, so you could see different images, but it was broken down, so we couldn't see it. That was the only reason why we went. He was so sad, but that is pretty sad. Yeah, but yeah, I think as a kid, when we went to places like that, it was firstly it was a field trip, so you're not in school. Mm And, like, I don't really think I learned anything going to the science center as a child. you have to read everything. It's boring. Yeah, you don't you don't read that shit. Now when I go to museums and stuff, like, you read everything. I am reading every single little placard. Yeah. When we, <laughs> when we went to London, we were going to the museums. Yeah. Like, I was so interested in the history yeah. and everything that I read everything. And then my cousin was like, okay, you're taking way <laughs> too long. I'm like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, I'm only here maybe probably once in my lifetime. Yeah. Like, I want to be able to take it all in. But at the same time, like, I took forever. Did, but Yeah. You know, it was thing. like when we went to the Louvre. Oh. When we went to Paris. Because yeah. I have family. There, and yeah. it was it was the first time we went. So, of course, you have to go to the Louvre, right? Yeah. And I, I'm not that into art history, mm-hmm. but at the time, I didn't actually take art history, but because I volunteered for the art department, like I painted a mural in our, two murals in our high school. Oh, wow. So I was in the art room a lot, even though it wasn't actually my class. <laughs> so I would catch bits and pieces of art history. Mm-hmm. So I would see like those particular paintings or like mm-hmm. painting by the same author. And I would be like, oh, I, I know that. not author. 
<laughs> Painter. I didn't even think to. You know. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> but like, but it's cool, right? And I would go around reading all the little bits, and then my dad would just sit there being like, uh, why? Because he doesn't, especially European history, he gives no shit about mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. And when we yeah. went to Pompeii too. Oh, nice. Wow. Yeah, that was, that was really cool. I mean, again, my parents did not care. My dad found, found it a little cool. My mom doesn't really care, but like, because we took a tour. Oh, yeah. So even just learning all the history, I think there's a morbid fascination with Pompeii because it is such a big, terrifying tragedy. Mm-hmm. But then even just listening about like the way of life, that things were, why penises were sometimes carved onto the ground. Interesting. Yes. I didn't know about that. <laughs> um, the ancient Romans had a thing where, like, they really liked the penis. <laughs> I don't know how to say this in a not weird, but they really, the penis represented, like, strength or prosperity or something like that, like, good fortune. So, apparently, it seems likely, anyway, that in front of the houses of prominent families, like, there would be a penis carved onto the the stone, like, the cobblestone or the tile, because it's, like, blessing that household. Is this in a different era from, like, the times when they did a statue and then the penis would be still small? No, this period. Oh, area? It's just, I don't, I think, I'm trying to wrap my mind around it because mm-hmm. I don't know the exact, like, I'm pulling half of this out of my mm-hmm. ass. Okay. But I feel like, like, this wasn't seen as a sexual thing. Mm-hmm. Like, the the prosperity stuff, because it was, like, they're thinking, like, progeny, reproduction. Yeah. Like, you know, to have, a, to be in a prominent family, you want to continue your line. Yeah. So I think that's the way they were seeing it, rather than, like, having sex. Although, apparently, the penises might also be carved there to point your way to the brothel. Brothel? Brothel. 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 Uh- <laughs> brothel. <laughs> I don't know. I struggled so hard. I was talking to Natalie, and I struggled so hard to say that word, because you read it, but, like... Brothel? Maybe? But... Yeah. No, I think it's brothel. It is brothel. But I don't hear it in real life often enough yeah. to really think about how it's pronounced. But anyway. Yeah, because in Game of Thrones, they don't call it brothel. They call it something else. I think they just say like whorehouse or oh, something. Oh, maybe. Like more crass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So you don't have to. Yeah. But uh, that was a little bit of history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Off topic. <laughs> Tangent number. I don't, I don't remember if we've already been on other tangents. That's how this goes. <laughs> But uh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I think as a kid, it would be cool as a kid to see the ruins. Oh yeah, but yeah, I don't think you would appreciate the history or anything like that. Nah, nah. I mean, for me, I was I, I'm I'm so interested into history, like knowing I know the back. Like when yeah. I was a kid, I would I would list, I would watch. Everyone was watching like Disney Channel. <laughs> I was watching um like Antique Road Show. <laughs> On GSN. Do you know what that do you know what that is? Yes. <laughs> yes. It, to be fair, I did not specifically open it. Like I didn't open that program to watch or go to that channel. It was on GSN. TVO. Oh. When I was I mean, we're not our age isn't that True. far apart. But when yeah. I was a kid, like I would watch the cartoons on TVO kids. And oh. then it would end. Point. Yeah. And then I would just still have it on. And then it was now TVO, which I think is a very, they're still very traditional yeah. oriented. Yeah. 
so then like more like National Geographic e kind of, of. Yeah. I don't know this was the 90s so I can't remember that much but yeah. Antique Roadshow would come on and it was kind of interesting <laughs> <laughs> see guys like the reason why I liked it because of the history of it and they yeah. would tell you like they would they would have a sort of like appraiser sort of there yeah. knowing the history of the certain item that a person would bring in yeah and they would talk to tell you about what it was used for it's definitely stuff. haunted yeah something like that <laughs> and then they would tell you how much it is and like the fact that it was cost so much for something like so little it was it was just shocking to me like it was just interesting I think from even from when I was a kid like old stuff antique stuff not ne- I didn't think of it as like history history just kind of the fact that there's a story behind that Mm -hmm. was cool to me and now I'm more I'm interested in like the fuller story like oh what was life actually like Mm -hmm. but before it was kind of cool because it was like this pendant was owned by someone's great 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 grandmother Mm -hmm. from 200 years ago Mm -hmm. usually they're not that old but (laughs) yeah yeah um that reminds me of so when when I went to school in Oshawa. <laughs> I think this was, this was third, no. Mm, was this third year or second year? I can't remember if I was in res or in the house, but it was definitely with Kara because she's the only one weird enough to do this with me. But we got this pamphlet. I don't, again, can't remember if it was to the house or if it was orientation week or something. But apparently there's a bunch of antique stores Oh. In Oshawa, like if you go further, I want to say further east, um, where it starts really country. Okay. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's just a shit ton of antique stores, and we were like, "Oh, let's like just check it out." Cool. We probably weren't gonna buy anything because yeah. we were broke students. But the thing was, neither of us drove. Oh. And right. they were only open on the weekend because it was kind of like a not quite a flea market, but it was the same kind of idea, I mm-hmm. think. So I like I stayed in Oshawa one weekend and we had to catch a bus as far as it would go. Oh my goodness. And we had to do it early in the morning because that bus didn't come very often and it came even less often during the like weekend. Mm -hmm. And then we walked for about half an hour down the road. There was no sidewalk. It was just like I can't remember which road it was. Maybe Ritson or something. Okay. Because I think we took the bus that, I don't know if you took, if the same bus exists when you were there. I think we took the bus that went to Walmart. Okay. Like past the movie theater. Okay. We took it as far as it will go before Mm -hmm. it turned around or Mm -hmm. went south or something. Okay. And then we just kept walking. We walked into, we only made it to one antique store because we realized that they were really far apart, all these stores. And it was like, look, we're going to die before. (laughs) So we... We went into one and we were just looking around and then the the owner of that store walked in. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't hear you guys pull in. And I'm like, yeah, because we walk. And then she's just like, what? Uh... <laughs> but like, I mean, she was really nice. I think she could tell we were just kind of there out of curiosity sake, uh-huh. considering how young we were. Yeah. Like we were probably, what, 19, 20? Mm-hmm. Not exactly your standard antique buyer yeah 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 but we found a antique trunk like harry potter's trunk kind of thing we i kind of wanted to buy it but then we would have to haul that by hand like it was a big like at the foot of your bed type of thing 
it was probably also haunted, but <laughs> yeah, we would ha- we would have to carry that all the way back uh-huh. to the last bus stop and then take it onto the bus. So it was like, okay, yeah, that's not happening. I can't do that. But uh, yeah, because that reminds me, there's there's these B movies. It's like we call them B movies because they're you know like Hallmark sort of movies. Yeah, but, um, it's on oh on demand if you watch Rogers or something. Uh-huh. Oh, W W channel. I don't remember. Anyways, <laughs> so it's basically about um this this woman who's married whatever she collects she owns a store an antique store with her friend and then she collects she goes around the garage sale so it's called garage sale mysteries garage sale mysteries or something like that okay and then she goes around to garage sales and gets you know looks for antique stuff for the store but then these these um things have some story behind it yeah and that story behind it is has to do with like a murder or like Ooh. something yeah so it's always interesting to watch because first of all it has antiques also <laughs> and then it has like an er- interesting murder mystery behind it like so was cool. it real or was it oh no it's just it's, fictional. it's fictional i mean it's that's still fun though yeah it's still interesting to- especially i think people are into true crime just the idea of buying something that had any significance mm-hmm. obviously not evidence mm-hmm but was related to a murder somehow. The idea of that is creepy but cool. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then uh yeah, and then she would always she would go and investigate and be all in the all up in the cops sort of like area. <laughs> like, hey, leave us alone. But she's like, Nope, not doing that. <laughs> so I'm doing my own thing. So yeah. It's interesting. It's yeah. a good show. Good movies. It's actually movies, but it's a series of movies. Okay. You get what I mean? It makes me think of Nancy Drew. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Sort of that. Yeah, like yeah. each thing was its own standalone thing, but it yeah. was a series. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we make, we sound like, we really do sound like we're ancient. <laughs> yeah. When yeah. you're talking, we're talking about <clears throat> antiques. <laughs> I just point that out there. Yeah. But I think for even when I was little, though, I I think the kind of stuff that interested me when I was younger still interests me now. I don't think that has really changed Mm -hmm. but I think you know since you and I went to school for forensics yeah like I've always been interested in crime and murder and mysteries and that kind of thing yeah but I think when I was younger I didn't quite have that sense of sympathy yeah I think I'm a lot more emotional now same (laughs) sounds like we're postmenopausal now But, like, because back then, you know, you watching CSI and stuff, it was like, oh, this is cool. What's going to happen next? Who did it? But then now, like, whenever even the case were, like, our profs, I'm going to bleep out the name. But, like, because he, I know he was involved with helping investigate sexual assault. Yeah. So when we got to that unit, like, he was very emotional about it because Mm -hmm. he dealt directly with the victims. Oh, wow. Yeah, I think he actually helped develop the sexual assault evidence kit used in hospitals, at least in that region. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I I vaguely remember this. I could be making that up, but I don't think so because I don't know where I would have got that information from unless he (laughs) told us. Mm -hmm. He got pretty emotional about it. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't think that was necessarily like the moment when it clicked that it was like, yeah, there's real victims and. But I think just as you grow older, like hopefully you grow a little more sympathetic and realizing you're not the only person in the world. Yeah, I also think in terms of sexual assault, like I know kids also get sexually assaulted, but mm-hmm. like as a kid yourself and you haven't really experienced that, you yeah. don't think that it'll happen to you. 
and then as you go o- grow mm-hmm. older and then you think about it and you're like okay shoot like that could happen to me and then i think that's what makes you more sympathetic to it i feel partly i think even just but like even just exposure to people mm-hmm. who have experiences that's true. with it right like that's as true. a child yeah, yeah. there's a good chance i mean hopefully you know if your life was great and fine then you wouldn't have any personal experience with sexual assault mm-hmm, as a child mm-hmm. but you probably also wouldn't be told about it if there was someone yeah. in your life yeah. who's experienced it yeah. but when you get older then you realize like no you know it happens a lot you know not specifically sexual assault even but like crimes it happens a lot to yeah. people you might meet people who have been affected by it and it, it really changes your understanding of it yeah yeah and yeah you hear more of their even if you don't know them maybe they hear, you hear their story about like their stories or or people's stories yeah and like victim stories so yeah well i don't think i ever took a developmental psych or development science type class i know it was it was offered at the school because i know my roommates had to take it okay but I do know bits and pieces. So as a child, you're very self-centered, right? That's why the whole peekaboo thing is a thing because you're teaching your kid, like, just because you don't see this person, they're still there. Yeah. As a kid, like, you are the main character in your own movie, right? All the other people, they're side characters. Yeah. Their stories don't matter. Yeah. But yours does. Yeah. But when you grow older, obviously, you're supposed to develop an understanding that you're not the only person with a life with dreams and fears and all that so i think that plays a large role in that too just realizing you know just understanding that other people feel stuff too i think that comes with age and experience yeah and they don't have maybe they don't have the same life as you so they could have had it harder they could have had it easier exactly like when i was i mean even now because i'm i'm pretty spoiled my parents (laughs) are like who who out of your friends is as spoiled as you like look at all of them and what are their lives like and i never really thought about like what like whatever like it's it's you know i don't know what's going on but now i'm kind of thinking especially i think your adult friends yeah you know them better than you do your kid friends i feel like not friends that you meet in adulthood but if you're still friends with someone whether you just met them or they're from your childhood you just know them better no matter how long you've known them I feel like. Oh, I see what you mean. I feel that too. Because I'm thinking about my friends that I had. Well, I have. I haven't spoken to them in a while. But I had yeah. in, met in university or high school compared yeah. to an elementary school compared to university. And I just mm-hmm. feel like we shared a lot more with the friends that you have in university than you have in high school. Yeah. Maybe it's the same mentality. Like you're also you're together. Older. <laughs> you're also. Yeah. And that's also more recent. Right. So. Yeah. Like, you meet them more recently, you have that interaction, but also your adults, like, you met them in adulthoods. You just feel like you can share adult stuff with them instead of with your high school friends. You don't think that way or maybe. Well, I don't know. I feel like even if it was a friend that I've had since childhood, Mm -hmm. maybe it's a memory thing. Like, I can't remember what we were like when we were kids, Mm -hmm. but I just feel like I have a better understanding of people's personalities as an adult whereas as a kid like yeah your friends are your friends you play with them you hang out with them Mm -hmm. and then when you're a teenager yeah you might start to get a little more personal they they might be there for a breakup or whatever else is going on in your life you know assuming that your your life is fine and dandy anyway but 
yeah, I just feel like I'm more aware of people's personal situations than I was as a kid. And it's not even half of it is because, like you said, we're we're just more open with each other, I think, because certain things are more significant in our minds and mm-hmm. we feel more likely to share them with our friends. Yeah. Maybe it's perception. Like you can see what their personality is like and make inferences. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe when you're a child, things, because you're still a kid, so you maybe didn't have that much to worry about. Maybe that could be like you don't have to ask them how they're doing because. You assume if they're fine, then you assume they're fine. Something like that. Yeah, maybe that might. I think that might definitely be part of it because like my childhood was pretty damn normal. Like luckily, you know, I didn't have any major event. If that makes any sense. The only death in my family was my grandma, but she passed away when I was really young. Mm -hmm. So I don't really remember that much. Mm -hmm. And I think at that age, I didn't really know what grief was and Mm -hmm. how to grieve. Mm -hmm. Like back then, life was kind of just normal for me. And then not that my life is bad or weird now. Mm -hmm. But I think because I've been exposed to people who've had different experiences, then I understand that they do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So for me, I was, I grew up my, well, since I was, maybe I don't even know 10 my dad my mom and dad were separated from my whole life mm-hmm. basically um ever since I was two years old they left they separated and then okay. after that he would come and we would visit each other for like once a week every Saturday and then mm-hmm. after I was 10 he like moved moved back to Jamaica so okay. like we had no communication until uh, unless it was like birthdays or Christmas yeah and that was basically, he would, he would be like, oh, happy, happy, Merry Christmas, happy birthday. Well, he would call me on my birthday. But like, yeah, it was a very different dynamic because then I'm always thinking like, okay, my family's broken sort of thing. Like I'm not, you know, I don't have the mm-hmm. mom and dad and t- together yeah. in the same house. And then, and then uh, yeah, so they're not like the other kids where they have their mm-hmm. family, they have their mom and dad. And my mom kept saying just, no, like we're a family. Like do you do- it doesn't have to be normal because in my head and what society pictures as a as a family is mom and dad a kid 1.5 like, kids <laughs> yeah like one, two kids maybe one and a half one one like one kid and a baby or whatever and then a dog and a cat like that was yeah. my you know that yeah. was my thing of a family and then other than that it was like no it wasn't normal so yeah just growing up like growing up with that it was sort of hard and then my mom not being able to do a lot of things with me because she obviously had to work mm-hmm. and you know do all that stuff and then I was I wasn't appreciative at the time because mm-hmm. obviously I'm a, I'm a kid like I just want her to you know yeah. be with me and to do yeah. the rest of the things that the other families could do and and uh even my cousins too like they have like my close cousins they had uh their mom and dad well mm-hmm. my one cousin the her mom remarried so like she okay. still kind of had a dad so well it was a yeah, stepdad. Her dad. Yeah, it's yeah. her stepdad. Yeah, yeah. it's her stepdad. So like she's this she still had a dad, so it was like I was just kind of the one left out and I'm always Aww. I was always the one that um was going with their family because they were doing stuff and she always had to stay and work and all that oh. stuff. So I was always like their sort of like second daughter sort of thing. Yeah. And it kinda I was like, Yeah, like you're you know, you're part of our family but I'm like, Well, I want a family of like I want to be able to have be able to go do those sort of things with my family you yeah know? and it was it was hard but I understand now I was mad at my mom for a bit but then afterwards growing up but I was like wow like, you're pretty strong for yeah you know for 
working and supporting me and you know and and having my dad not there and it was yeah it was it must have been a lot it must have been really hard for her and I I I respect her more because of it and now we have because and then now I realize that if my dad was here we wouldn't have had the relationship that we have to with each other now like we're very we have a close relationship so I don't know if if my dad was there we wouldn't have that I wouldn't be able to tell I wouldn't have been able to I wouldn't feel comfortable telling her like everything. <laughs> I mean, it's it's hard to say. You, know? I feel like at the end of the day, like unless your parents are just straight up abusive pieces of shit, which mm-hmm. there are parents who are unfortunately like yeah. that. Yeah. But I feel like there maybe it's not going to be the same closeness. But if your parents had, if you grew up with your parents together, like maybe it would have just been divided between the two. Like I think because my parents are still together and I also live with my aunt like she's basically been there since I was two years old like Mm -hmm. she came to Canada when I was two so it's always been the four of us I don't I don't think I ever I think because I grew up in a very diverse I grew up in Jane and Finch so (laughs) like every other family was either all Soviet also Chinese Mm -hmm. I had some white friends some black friends and like go to each other's houses every so often after school yeah so they pretty diverse. Mm-hmm. I didn't really think anything of it as a kid. As, like, but I was lucky, you know, my both my parents are together, right? So I think that's like the so called standard mm-hmm. family, even though I'm an only child, which yeah. I think I was one of the few only children in my groups of friends. Okay. And like most of my friends' parents were also immigrants. Mm-hmm. So the struggles that my parents went through, not that I really understood it at the time. Yeah. It was still kind of the same thing with other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we, I think even though we all had our own, like every family's weird. (laughs) Yeah. Let's be honest. Every family (laughs) has their own weird ass thing. Yeah. Yeah, But like, other than that, you know, everyone might have been a similar situation. Yeah. Because that's like Jane and Finch had a lot of immigrants because it was low income and like so low cost. Yeah. But then when we moved here, it was a little different because financially, I felt like we were different from people who lived here. Okay. Because, like I said, you know, my parents were immigrants. They were yeah. actually refugees. Yeah, yeah. So they came here with absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. And we, like, I grew up in a poor part of town. Yeah. We were, we lived pretty frugally. Not, like, near poverty, luckily. That's good. But compared to, like, other kids, like, I had a friend in high school whose parents... I have no idea what they did for a living. Okay. But they were wealthy. Okay. And like in high school, I was just kind of like, oh, whatever. But when I was, I moved here when I was about nine. So yeah, between nine years old and like being 16, I kind of noticed like, why does so-and-so get a brand new whatever or Mm -hmm. like an iPod? Because iPods back then were the the thing. thing, And now everyone (laughs) has an iPhone. So no. (laughs) But like. Yeah, we would have to, we would buy the cheaper alternatives, like the cheaper versions or the mm-hmm. bootleg versions, because we're Asian. <laughs> Obviously, Pacific Mall. Yeah, just say, Mall <laughs> yeah, people are buying clothes from like Garage and Aeropostale, which isn't that expensive, but get their prices are kind of expensive. Yeah, because it's still like fast. Yeah, my dog just rolled onto her back. That's just how she sleeps. Yeah. Yeah, she needs to air out her non-existent balls. 
<laughs> no, you can't. You, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like you know, I would shop at like Urban Planet had the cheapest clothes. Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of the same, but still shitty quality. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. But instead of buying thirty fifty dollar jeans, I'd buy ten dollar jeans. Okay. And. It wasn't that I was jealous or anything. It was just kind of like, I, like it never, I never realized what our financial situation was, but it was only kind of around that time moving here when I was no longer surrounded by other children of refugees and immigrants, mm-hmm. but like people who at least are somewhat established here. Yeah, yeah. And it's not that I felt bad. It was just, oh, yeah, I'm not like them. Yeah. Like in high school... I think it was for history and law class. They had a Europe trip. Oh, wow. Yeah, but like, obviously I wanted to go. Oh, yeah. I think the trip would have costed a total of maybe around $3,000. Oh, total? Like for everything? Yeah. Wow. Airfare, lodging. And then obviously you would probably have to take some money to spend for like food and stuff. Yeah. But pretty much like all the tours and everything I think was included. Wow. It just in that price because it's for students, right? So they're trying to make it as easy for you to f- figure out as possible. Mm-hmm. But like I really wanted to go and my family travels a lot. But I didn't really understand how much it costs to travel. Mm-hmm. So I was like, it's just to Europe. Like we've by this point have been to Australia, which is super expensive. Mm-hmm. And like maybe Hong Kong. Vietnam, like Asia is pretty expensive to fly to because mm-hmm. it's far. far. So I figured, I mean, it should be like the cost shouldn't be that bad. But my parents, firstly, they're, they were very protective. They're slowly let off on being overbearing. But they're like, there's no way we're letting you go across the ocean. Mm-hmm. Like by yourself. Well, not mm-hmm. by myself, but without them. Yeah. And then they're like, also, how do you expect us to afford this? Mm-hmm. Especially kind of like on the fly almost mm-hmm. you you had time to consider it but not it was much. kind of not too much time mm-hmm. not like if you were to plan a trip mm-hmm. with a budget in mind you would be like okay i could save up and she's <laughs> she's like a little baby yeah, she is. <laughs> every so often she'll cry really <laughs> no not really oh <laughs> depends it depends apparently she's been crying at night because the uh, smoke alarm has been like the battery's been dying so it would beep oh that'll annoy me though <laughs> yeah but it's like it's loud and it's sharp right i think oh. it's bugging her oh. ears a lot so she would like whine and cry so my aunt would come down to check it out and realize that the thing's going off oh yeah so but i mean she sleeps all the time anyway so <laughs> like, she doesn't need heck? to sleep through the night. Yeah, seriously <laughs> yeah But I think, yeah, now I definitely appreciate the value of money more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. For me, it's opposite. So my mom, like, I wouldn't say opposite, but she would buy me, you know, the brand name stuff. And Mm -hmm. then and then I would be like, oh, and then I would kind of be the one to say, "Okay, I have to choose between this or that. And then she's like, oh, no, like, just buy both. Like, she was very like, like, like that. And then. As I got older, I have all this stuff. I'm like, Ma, like in my head, I'm like, Ma, like, why do you make me like, like buy all this? Now I have to like go through it and figure out what to like throw out and stuff. And then now I just realize because she's always talking about, you know, how she's very 
she likes to spend her money but like she's not in debt like she is but she's not like you know she's not like too bad in dire straits yeah but i mean she would have been better if she didn't (laughs) spend that much money on me but uh but also you gotta live life right yeah you make money for a reason (laughs) that's what that's what her mentality is but now i'm like you where i'm like wow like this is a lot of money like i'm just gonna i don't want to have too much stuff because i learned when i was younger to not splurge on a lot of things because like you have a lot of things already. You don't want to have to have more. And then um, unless you really purge your closet. But at the same time, you're looking at. Which I've tried. <laughs> it's a, and then you like, feel like you're throwing away dollar signs. Because I'm like, you bought That's this. That's exactly what it is, right? <laughs> like, I would find something that I literally have worn only once. Mm-hmm. Because at the time, I thought it looked good on me. And then I, I'm like, this has never looked good on me. What am I doing? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, oh, no, she's up now. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh yeah like now i think because i'm making Mm -hmm. not a lot Mm -hmm. but i'm i have money to spend basically Mm -hmm. so i realize you know rather than spending lots of money on a bunch of things that is like whatever like i would rather invest in something yeah bigger and nicer yeah i agree um yeah because my mom because when we go out my mom will pay for everything right mm-hmm. and i'm like okay that's fine with me i can save same, my money same but <laughs> at the same time like you don't need you don't need to get all this stuff but exactly since she's buying it i'll just go with it but i mean if i was to go out and spend my money on that stuff like i wouldn't yeah yeah i like same yeah. thing like i don't i don't really go shopping for clothes because i have more literally more than enough i purge my closet or try to Mm -hmm. but then i'm continuing to accumulate more stuff but Mm -hmm. i don't have anything else to throw out because Mm -hmm. i'm still wearing the stuff yeah but my mom likes going shopping oh see my mom Um, doesn't (laughs) oh no my mom it's like one or few pastimes like her and my aunt they would go my aunt's actually at the mall right now (laughs) but like so she would see something that's like oh i think maybe like shelly would like that so mm-hmm. she would bring it home and if I if I liked it then I'll like I'll be like okay I'll keep it but if I didn't then I'll tell her to just return it or whatever mm-hmm. but she's bringing me back more stuff mm-hmm. but I also don't need more stuff yeah yeah and then so sometimes I'm trying to remind myself like you know what this I don't need it I'm literally running out of space in my dresser yeah like she could spend money on other stuff. Yeah. I can buy my own clothes, which I don't. That's the thing. That's why my mom goes clothes shopping for me because she's like, you're not buying clothes. And I'm like, because I don't need clothes. Yeah. Yeah. I have enough. Yeah. See, my mom wouldn't go to the mall to go shopping like that. Like she would, like we would just go to, like if I were to say, okay, we wouldn't go, like she wouldn't, before when I was younger, we, I was like, okay, let's go shopping. She's like, okay. Like oh, she would just sit there oh. and like I would just be going around the racks and just. And then you see. give it to her to pay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it'd take forever in dressing to try things on and she'd be like oh okay okay and then she and then she wouldn't help me i'm like does this look okay she's like does it I'm like, well thank you're supposed to be helping me thank you mom <laughs> and then i have to make a decision and then she'd just be like okay buy, like she said buy both instead of helping me make yeah. the decision so um yeah in terms of that 
when I was younger, I didn't like again, I didn't appreciate the value of money. Mm-hmm. So like I would just be like, okay, fine, like let's just buy all this and have so much toys. Like yes. <laughs> so that's that was uh yeah. And then I was and then I was like, okay, well when I would be like would want the latest all the latest dolls or whatever and then she'll get it for me but i'm like <laughs> you're not teaching me and then after like when i'm older i'm like you're not teaching me the value of she's i don't know why she's crying she has her carrot it's because we're not paying attention to her yeah <laughs> so i'm actually going to end this episode here you can find the rest of this conversation in the next episode that's coming out in two weeks uh, I just wanted to keep this at a reasonable length, so that's what we're doing. If you enjoyed this episode and if you all the 90s nostalgia, please follow this podcast wherever you're listening. And if you love this podcast, then please, please, please leave us an Apple Podcast review. That would help so much. And as per usual, you can find Several Tangents on Twitter and Instagram at Several Tangents. If you have any stories comments questions etc etc you can also email them to us to several tangents at gmail.com and i also have another podcast called forensic friends which is about forensic science so you might have remembered from probably some episode or other that i actually have a bachelor of science in forensic science and Dylan also has a Bachelor of Science with a minor in Forensic Science, so you'll find the both of us in that podcast. Natalie's there too. She's the non-forensic person who's there to make us make sense. And yeah, you can find that podcast, Forensic Friends, wherever you listen to podcasts. And the socials are Forensic Friends Podcast on Instagram, Forensic Fiends on Twitter, and the email is forensicfriendspod at gmail.com. Talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye.